Hey good people, this is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up. What's good? At the time of this recording, guess what guys? Your rent or your mortgage is due. <laughs> At the time he is already of this recording, paid. Your rent or your mortgage is due. <laughs> Unless, like Sharika just said, it's already paid. I know you ain't trying to go get none of those late fees, but also it's like, you know, it's crazy how time just be flying, but we we down to the right. what, what some would consider the fourth quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. Um just four more full months left. Um, especially if you listen to this early in September. I don't know what your goals are, but just make sure you grind them out and complete them. If you haven't even started yet. You know, January was a long time away, but hey, it's never too late to start because you're still on this side of the lovely ground or the earth, however hey. you want to phrase it and word it. But I don't know the specific number of where freezing temperature starts or where I guess ice turns into or water turns into ice. But whatever that n- number is from my amazing those who paid attention in science class growing up at elementary school, I want you to know that that's where my temp is. Not because oh. anything is wrong with me, because I am great. I am feeling good. But in honor of Mitch McConnell, I just want to say I'm just freezing in time. That's, oh my my <laughs> that's where I'm at. Oh um, my God. And I don't have a song for y'all this week, but I'm pretty sure maybe the ladies do. Serena, Sharika, how y'all feeling? What's y'all temp like? What's y'all song? I am equally joyful and in a playful mood i didn't know it but evidently september is my vibe you know i hold april down that's the birthday month but september is also one of my besties birthday months shout out to sharika my mother and a whole bunch of other people that are just love okay there we go birthdays are close to to each other my mom's the 22nd so yeah so my mom's birthday is in this month and as a Sharika. So we got mother love this month and like almost every weekend I'm doing something really fun. Like next weekend, I'm going to celebrate with some friends in Orlando. We can look, actually that's Friday, Saturday. Then that Sunday, I'm going to DC to celebrate a young man who is joining the Salvation Army church excited for him. And this month I'm headed to New Orleans to see Beyonce part two. Y'all heard Uh-oh. me right. I know you, I know last time I talked about Beyonce, I said, I'm never going to be that person who spends like a thousand dollars on Beyonce or anything like that. And it's true. Like I'm not going to pay that for a seat, but when I consider the fact between the two times I'm going to see her and travel and Mills, I'm like, okay, we're really getting up there, but it's going to be worth it. I have zero regret, regret about this. I'm very excited. So my song is September. You know the song, do you remember? Because that song just has a fun vibe. The lyrics don't really apply to the situation, but the vibe and just like, if I will always remember September of 2023, just because I have so many things. You know how the podcasters and the YouTubers are like, bangers, bangers, bangers. (laughs) That's what I feel like this month is for me. Also, on a serious note, but also just, you know, I don't want to thank God just in private. I want to thank God in public note. Like I made it through my company, had a round of layoffs, 5,000 employees gone, corporate employees. And my name wasn't in it. So thank God. God. And every time I checked in with my supervisor, he was like, Sabrina, 
you're fine. I was like, but I feel so anxious. He was like, listen, you're fine. The CEO and the chief of staff love your work. You're fine. But also I know that your work isn't always the thing that gets you cut. Sometimes it's just budget, whatever else. You know, I've seen some very talented people lose their jobs in times like this. So, and I know it's not just my company, all over corporate America and tech, people are being let go, but I just want to give honor and glory to God because I really don't feel like, I, I mean, I'm sure I could have, honestly, I could have handled it, but I didn't want to handle it. So <laughs> just thank yeah. God that I, right. that I don't have to worry about that in this season. So yeah, my tent, it's sunny and 75, although Oh, September is also the month that my favorite month, my favorite season starts. I think it's on the 22nd. So near your mom's birthday, Sharika. Mm-hmm. Fall. I'm just falling and in Beyonce's love with And Beyonce's birthday's in September. See, girl, is September is really that month low key. I'm here for it. And I always have been a lover of school. So it's back to school vibes. At this point, you know, I knew my teachers. I had my locker set up and all the things. So I'm here for September. Sharika, how are you feeling? I'm even better now after hearing your tip. September is that month. It is the month. So this is the last, well, this is the episode of my birthday. Cause by the time we drop our next episode, my birthday will have passed. So we're gearing up. My birthday's a, a week from today. I'm truthfully, I'm not looking forward to this birthday. I've never been that girl that's always like, oh, I'm not looking for my, to my birthday. I always love my birthday. I love to celebrate that year that I was, or the day I was born. But this is like one of the first times I'm really starting to be like, your girl's getting up there. I'm starting to feel old. I'm like, oh man. So this one, I'm like, okay, this is not cute anymore. Like, you know, this ain't a cute age. And I'm just like, wow, okay. So I, but I'm excited um, to, well, hopefully be able to hang out with uh, friends and my husband. Uh, Cause I don't know if y'all know this out there in the podcast land, our family and friends, but we just got through a hurricane here in Florida. Um, and if you don't know, my husband works in emergency disaster. So after the hurricane, that's when he really, I mean, he works all year long, but this is a busy time for him. So I'm hoping he'll be able to be around for my birthday and that things will have calmed down some for him work-wise. But so that's been on my mind, but I am officially on vacation. So I'm happy about that. So my song is Celebrate Good Times Come On. I do love that song September too. That also is my bop for, cause it's my birthday month, but mine is celebrate good times. Come, cause I'm going to claim, I'm going to claim good times. So that's my temp. Uh, I'm going with 75. I'm good y'all. Go. I love it. Uh, Evie already alluded to this. I'm mm-hmm. glad that all of us are good. Mm. Um, oh, before I go in on you know who, mm-hmm. I do want to circle back to how Evie opened the pod. Evie, one, you're just hilarious. But two, speaking of rent, when I moved to Tampa, I had a one bedroom, like basic apartment. It was not updated. 
And the first like four months, I didn't even eat in there. I didn't cook in there because I saw a single German cockroach. And I was like, if they live here, I don't basically. (laughs) And when you live in an apartment complex, like you can get whatever maintenance you can get whatever like bug control i i had them come every day for four months because i was like i will not like i just can't when it comes to roaches it's a fear even though it was just one i said one means more he was like well your neighbor might have them and even if we come every day i don't care so after four months all that being said i was paying at that time after water utilities internet like eleven hundred dollars right that was like seven years ago my friend my soror she works for um a major campus uh comp campus i don't what do you call her oh student housing and mm-hmm. i found out today that their basic model seventeen hundred dollars and their most expensive one twenty one hundred dollars and these are all shared none of these are single and that's per month and i'm like what college student what 18 to 21 year olds are paying this rent I'm very confused. So I just want to say, listen, Evie's right. It's due. And my heart goes out to you because I could have never, I was working three jobs through college and, and I was an RA, honestly. So I got free housing. I was an RA three out of the four years. So I was like, listen, that's the move. Free housing, free meal plan. And I get a little stipend. Let's go. But I'm like, were people, Sharika and Evie, like I know Sharika, your college experience was a little unique in that you didn't have to pay. But EB, were you paying those prices? Nah. So um, I would say my early years post-college got a super steal on a nice little 2-1 duplex by an older gentleman who owned the property. And he was looking out. But even when I first moved to Tampa, um, now it has went up slightly, but I was paying around like eight something um, just six, five, six years ago. And I felt like that was too much just because of where I'm from, where these things just aren't common um, as a country kid from Buena Haven. And I say country, I think just, it's just different. It's not a city life, it's a small town where it's like, what? Y'all been like this much? Like, what's going on? Um, so I hear some of the stuff and then we wonder why we have what I would consider a broken um, economy. And that has nothing to do with politics specifically. Um, some of it does, but also just the greed in this world. And then you wonder why so many kids are in debt because some of them have no choice um, mm. Even as smart as they are with the scholarships that they have, but maybe covering tuition and books and all of that, thing, all of those things. But then it comes down to, OK, well, I need to basically take out an extra loan to make sure I can actually even stay here from August to December to take the college classes that I've already registered for. So that's what that's some of the stuff that people, I guess you could say, don't understand in this world because of, you know, just the privilege that they have and other people taking care of them or maybe some families just having better financial literacy through the years um, to help guide some of their relatives where that's not everybody's upbringing. It's just wild because when I was renting, before I bought my house, we were renting, we were renting a townhouse, three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms um, for probably, I don't remember exactly, but I think like 12.95 so i can't imagine that so these people are playing 1700 for a shared space a shared space that and it doesn't come so with a meal plan yeah, I was, I was. maintenance has a cap so 
Oh, man, my heart goes out to you students. Like Evie said, and don't let anybody shame you for having a good time because I've heard in that same conversation, well, some of these kids, they take a vacation or some of these kids pay this much to go to this concert. But it's like, guess what? That's a one-time thing that happens in the year and they're under so much stress. I'm glad they have a little reprieve and a lot of them do work. So Mm -hmm. what they do once in a while on a little vacation that's we're talking every month that rent is due (laughs) every month and to Sharika's point our I live in a three-bedroom home and when we were paying a mortgage the more the base rate was like 894 and it was a a three-bedroom home I'm just I just I am so glad that this is not my season because between Everything that these young people have to go with and the crazy cost. I mean, I'm sure I would have thrived, but golly, what a struggle. There wasn't TikTok when I was in college. I mean, the worst we had was a campus newspaper. And there was like this anonymous section where you could kind of throw secret shade. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> if someone's not in your circle and they're like, oh, you know, the little one from Rocky Mount with a high-pitched voice, like only people in my circle would know. And I was never in that, you know, because I was there for school and school only. I wasn't in the little gossip column. But like, that's the worst. Like, they don't have somebody who can like Mm. redo everything they say. I think Twitter was becoming a thing right when I was like getting out of college and people started to go up there. But like, they just deal with so much. I would have been so teased. Because my eyebrows were not like that. The way the kids are looking, too, they look like they're, like, 35. I'm okay, like, where they are they getting better these fashionable me. clothes? The, some of them, huh, the nails, from the nails and the, the eyebrows you, and the, the nails, the eyebrows, the cars. I'm like, it's a struggle. But somehow, you know, they're they're at least making it appear to work. But then that's my other concern because I'm like, what's going on with the mental health and the financial wellness underneath the current. And that is why I'm passionate about helping young people. (laughs) And anybody out there who has been through it, if you don't have a mentee, I encourage you to just get one. Even if you know a young person and you're like, this is an amazing person, they're fine, they don't need anybody. Everybody needs somebody. Check in on these young people. It really takes a village. And I was going to say, shout out to those parents who are able to help and support their young person through college and stuff like that, because y'all need an award too, because mm-hmm. some of y'all running up y'all debt to get your child through college and putting them Ooh. loans on top of your back. So shout out to y'all. Oh man. Well, I, I don't have a child yet, but I'm telling you one thing, those loans. Are not <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, baby Kemper, but what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. I will do as much as I can. <laughs> before like the 18 years I'm going to be saving I'm going to give you you know a little leg up but Mm. after that like I need you to learn how to navigate your way in the world I don't know Sharika that's hard so definitely shout out to those parents like imagine living your whole life you finally got free of student loans you finally paid off this and that and then you got your your kid kid. like can you take another 20 out for me it's like Oh my gosh. What were those job aids? They were like uh, certain jobs you could get in college based on your FAFSA. And then they like pay, like they had a whole bunch of jobs like that. You know, I know our church has a lot of scholarships. So and what like, if you have more than one kid? 
that and are that's, close together. That's the thing. I do think there is a part of just like learning. And I'm saying this, my parents helped. I, they probably gave me about 12K for college. And if I had been wise and gone to community college and then the state school that I ended up graduating from, that would have been more than enough. But no, no, no. I thought I needed to be in Kentucky. I was like, I have to go to the Christian school. I want to work for the church. I need to be here. Hated it from day one. And it was so expensive. that Most of my um, college loans came from that experience, honestly. Um, when I transferred, I went to a community college for one semester. And then I transferred from there to East Carolina University. Shout out to East Carolina. Uh, but yeah, like I had to pay back a lot. And after I reached that 12K max, my mom was like, fly, little bird, fly out of the nest. You can pay for your master. You can do it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> exactly. So I did I, all I can and that's all I'm going to do. Exactly. I feel like I'm going to have that same energy with my kid. And the reason it was 12K is because Asbury is very expensive. It was like 26K a year. But after the scholarships and everything that I got, um, and the scholarships from church, I didn't get any of your black scholarships. I don't know where those are. You know, somebody tell me so I can tell my kid. Uh, but after all like academic and stuff that I did get, I only had to pay cash 4000 a semester. And I was only there for three semesters. And yeah. But anyway, when I transferred, I thought my mom was still going to be giving me that 4K. And she was like, no, 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 you're at home. You're good. You can figure it out. And I did. And it made me stronger. Mm. So there we go. Amen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that was such a long tangent. But Evie, you killed me with that. It's like, welcome to September 1st. Your bills are due. Let's go. <laughs> it's here. It's here. Um, what's also here or maybe not here? Can we talk about Mitch McConnell? What's going on? Um, even if you don't watch the news, even if you don't have cable, I will be really surprised if this is the first you're hearing it, but most of us know his name because of just some uncontroversial things that have happened in politics. A lot of them under Trump's presidency, but you know, that has trickled over to Biden. He is not a name. Well, he, it depends on what circle you're in. A lot of people feel passionately about him one way or the other. Biggest fan or can't stand the man. What we all can agree on is that something's not quite right. Now I'm going to pass the baton to my two co-hosts so they can tell us what is going on with Mitch McConnell. I only wish I knew because I, I can't tell you. It looks like, you know, I won't... You, Never mind. I won't say what it looks like because I don't know what's going on, but it does seem like something is going down with Mitch. Um, he is an elderly gentleman, approximately 81 years old. Um, and he is still fully active in his role. Um, EB. E yeah, so some people, like, just, I guess I'll break it down for some people, especially for yes. those of you who might live under a rock, just a little bit, because um, I'm pretty sure by now, um, if you just have some form of social media, you would have seen some of just, I guess, you would have seen the mannequin challenge just make a resurrection. Um, that's probably the easiest way I can try to break it down for some people. But you have Mitch McConnell, who many people know just as the Senate Minority Leader, um, where... Uh -huh. 
some say like just what like basically he's averaging like once a month now second time in a little over a month or maybe even a little less than a month where he just freezes after um somebody asking him a question now mm-hmm. let's not you know be somewhat crazy or um asinine to say that none of us have never frozen after somebody asks mm-hmm. us a question, right I mean, that sometimes can happen but the way that he has frozen in place and literally just been stuck where he's gripping either the podium or the lectern, depending on how you um, break it down, where he goes completely silent and numb in the situation where an aide has to come to the rescue, essentially, and just say, okay, he's no longer taking, he's not taking any more questions and we got to go, essentially. I was shocked at some of the reports that have stated that, um, I guess you could say a neurologist has cleared him to return to work and say that health wise he's doing well um yeah. now just to you know maybe he froze in time because the question was did you hear the question senator running for re-election in 2026 and he says yes and then he just says all right i'm sorry we're going to need a minute senator um and then he just stopped and then maybe he thought 2026 like what year is it i didn't think i was gonna be alive i don't know maybe he didn't maybe- want to answer what if he's like, he was doing this on purpose? What if he's just like, I want to give y'all the answer because maybe I don't want y'all to know what I'm finna do, but I don't want to say that. So I'm just gonna play dumb right now and 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 not say a word. But if you're gonna play dumb, but I doubt it shows it. in your eyes, your face, your body language. We can all admit in the two instances we've seen this, both time he was at some sort of uh press I don't call it a press conference. Oh, uh maybe yeah. yes, that's what it is, but he's standing at a podium. He has his communication partners on either side of him, and there are reporters looking at him to ask him questions. Now, I'm looking at the eyes. It's not like mm-hmm. he just goes silent. It's like E.B. said, <laughs> the mannequin challenge. He goes still. The life leaves his eyes. It's almost as if he's like, who, what, when, where? That's like- concerning to me because you're supposed to be able to be competent enough to make serious decisions or to help our peers in the Senate make serious decisions about this country. But you can't even get through five to 10 minutes of this preference conference. I don't care if they're saying there's nothing wrong with you health-wise. We have all worked with people who a doctor would probably clear in a physical that we know are not fit for the jobs that they have. Mm. <laughs> Oh, Mitch. And when they asked him, you know, are you going to do this thing in 2026? And he did like the blank stare and he's just standing there. In both instances, it has taken one of his communication partners mm-hmm. to come over to him to break him out of the trance. Both times. And one so time it didn't even really seem like he was exactly. out of the trance. They was just exactly. like, we got to go. So if he was kidding, Sharika, if he was just, you know, and we've seen the politicians are really... Trump does that kind of stuff all the time, right? He plays dumb and makes jokes and da 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 da. I feel like we would no one would have to like come over and be like, "Hey, are you okay?" <laughs> like, you know, well, you like gotta commit. if you're gonna play, you gotta commit. You gotta take it to the. Gotta, <sighs> I'm not saying this is what's happening. I'm just thinking maybe that's one, but it really just seems like uh, to me, it just seems like like. Like when you're staring, like you go into like you're daydreaming, but usually you, that doesn't happen in when you're the subject 
of the conversation and you're supposed to be answering questions. Usually when you're reading a book, maybe, or sitting off to yourself, you go off into a little dreamland or daydream world. It's usually just not on a public stage while you're to be answering questions. So um, if it was my grandpapa and uh, I would be like, it's time for, you know what? You've done what you can. It's time for us to take you on back home. Cause it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't give, well, you know what? I don't know what his people think. People that support his party, maybe they feel confident in him. I wouldn't feel confident in his, uh, his leadership, his, uh, yeah, he's not giving, he's giving, it's time to go rest now. <laughs> He's That's giving, it. he's hearing the Lord say, well done, good and faithful. Well, I won't say if he's hearing that from the Lord, because some of the things he did, I don't know what. Oh. <laughs> I think he professes Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Well, I don't know. He claims he to. But you, <laughs> well, you know, the demons know his name. The demons know yeah. Jesus' name, too. I'm just saying. So I'm going to hear, uh, depart from me, I never knew you. Okay. That, oh, that's one of the scariest scriptures, honestly. Uh, I told somebody the other day, I was like, that's words I definitely don't want to hear from him. Okay. Golly. It's like, I know I was trifling sometimes, but I know you, Father, please forgive me. Honestly, if that God does that to me, I'm going to be like blooded Jesus over whatever the reason. I think if you're hearing that, it's the end of the line. I don't think there's no, nothing no, no. you can do at that point. No, 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 because in the old, t- I was just in Kings earlier today, and um, God had delivered a message to one of his prophets, and the prophet told one of the kings, he's like, listen, it's it's all bad for you. The way you're going to die, everything. And the guy felt so bad about what he did. Like, he went and he, like, put on the ash and the weird little outfit. And he was so sad that God was like, honestly, because of the way he's, like, repenting right now, I'm not going to do it to him. I'll do it to his son. And then I was like, well, his son got to suffer. Honestly, you can, like, I'm not saying you can negotiate with God, but you can definitely plead your case before the Lord, for sure. I think you definitely can, but not when you hear the depart from me. I knew you not. I think that is the final call. Like, I think that you have exhausted all of your chances. Well, Sharika, okay, that's the situation. You're not going to try, but I... (laughs) I'm gonna be like the uh, the other homeboy from the Old Testament. He said, "Lord, what if there's ten? What if there's what if there's five? What if there's one?" I'm gonna be like, "Lord, what about the blood of Jesus? What about this?" What like about you should have called on that before you're here in my face talking about, <laughs> talking about the blood of Jesus. You should have tried that on earth. Now you're here, and it's time to cash out and i'm sorry are you, you not like, a god of compassion are you not a god he said yes you, i like, am and, has, like- and it has run out <laughs> it has run out this is the end i i'm i just can't imagine the pit in your stomach like your just whole being must literally drop to the floor or to through the floor to the hell because can you imagine oh my gosh I'm not even going I'm not gonna hear that. I don't even want to be in the room when he tells that to somebody else. I don't even want to be present when you tell somebody else that, Lord. Let me be already passed through and gone gone on inside. Cause I don't want to see you. I don't want to see them when you got to tell them they can't they ain't in, they ain't entering. 
I'm going to hit the job. I'm going to be like, at this point, God, it was better for me to not even have existed. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, e. the Jeremiah, when, he was saying the same thing. Why did they, why did that guy kill me when he was, when I was being bored? Why not die in my mother's womb? I'm like, dang. Right. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's that serious. If you're going to cuss me out. Right. What do you think Mitch McConnell is daydreaming about, BB? Or what do you think he's seeing during his little freeze frames? I'm saying either he's seeing his life flash. I don't want to be that guy, but either he's seeing his life flash for his eyes and he don't think 2026 is upon him. So he ain't even thinking that far ahead. Or he daydreaming about his peers' court cases coming up. And just wondering like <laughs> What's going to happen to them is what I'm going to tell on me. I think he's having a that's a raven vision of himself on a vacation at the beach is what I think he's. Uh, I think this he's like, why am I here? I hate it here. Why am I doing this anymore? I got to keep going, but I see myself on the beach. That's what I think he's doing. I think he's truly lost in time and just losing that moment. And like Evie or Sharika, one of you said, We've all had like that little brains freeze or like, wait, what was I saying? Well, I've had them more and more now that I have more and more gray hair. Um, okay. So I think he literally just spaces out. And that's why I'm concerned because I need people in our government to be as competent mm. <laughs> as possible. As possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't care, Democrat, Republican, when people are calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe, I was really looking, being like, okay, how sleepy is he? But then I look at some of the politics, some of not the politics, some of the things that have gone through. I look at his procedures and I'm like, okay, he's not that sleepy. He's had a nap here or there, but he's mm. getting stuff done. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather him trip than literally just lose sense of space and time. That's well, crazy. Mitch has done that too. He's he done fell trying to get up on the stage. <laughs> oh, Oh, um, Mitch, Mitch, we're not being ages. It's because of what you're literally doing. You can't, you're done. Take a seat. Because I was telling Evie and Sabrina, I'm like, there are some elderly people who still got it. Like, I mean, who got it? I mean, some are physically fit. Some are mentally fit where they can talk and remember things I can't even remember. So it's not an ageist thing. Where it's like, oh, well, because he's 81. I mean, because there are people who could be 91 that really, you know, their memory is fully intact and all the things. I was just watching that. I don't know how true it is, but I was watching this video on online and this older man was dancing and they said he was 90 something years old and he was dancing, dancing. So I'm like, it's not an age thing. It's a mental capacity thing. And I think maybe Mitch has, is, has reached his or is reaching his but it is very concerning and i think it's time for the family to step in yeah i need to go back to like my civics class and figure out what can they do in this situation i know we're always hearing about impeach this impeach that but can they not like make a motion and it be seconded that like mitch is now done okay school us no, we saw that similar to the situation in, I believe it was Kentucky, where the African-American who was going against, I don't know if it was gun rights or something, where basically his peers um, casted him out, um, where he lost his 
Um, I don't know if he was a Congress because he wasn't a senator. I don't think he's a senator, but he lost his seat for a brief period. Then he ended up having to go to court to get it reinstated. So you definitely can. The problem is, and we see it all the time, right? Politics, you know, or as some would say, politics as usual, where mm. people don't like to hold their peers accountable. Um, they feel like that that's a disservice to either that seat or to those things where like, actually, like they're okay with doing more damage than good. Um, in these moments. And that's the part that's somewhat frustrating to me. One of the other things I noticed, um, and that's why like politics is always just like, you know, it should be, of course, all the time should be serious. But that's why sometimes it's funny to me because, you know, you watch some of the stuff that come, that came out of this and you don't necessarily see, um, you know, like, uh, the other political party, you know, speak badly as, one political party has done to our current president in these moments. Um, and I'm not saying one is taking, you know, health situations more serious than others, but it even just talks about just human decency and just like, okay, something might be wrong, but there's really, at least in this case, like, I don't know, as a peer or as somebody who can help solve problems, um, there's no reason for me to go back and forth with them um, about this. Um, for me as a, just a, I don't know, I guess I'll say a, a, a law-abiding citizen, like, you know, we try our best to voice our opinions or advocate for certain things that we enjoy, but I don't get the opportunity to work hand in hand with Mitch McConnell as some of his fellow government officials do um, day in and day out. So it, that was just funny, something that was funny for me to watch. And I tried to watch different um, news outlets from Fox to CNN to MSNBC to BBC to just see how others have reported on this. And it was just like, oh, okay, this is how we operate as a country. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of how we operate as a country, the other hot mess, the former president, I Mm. saw the mugshot, the official one. It actually didn't give me as much joy as I thought it would because I saw someone now, I mean, people probably say this about Hitler and it's probably controversial to say that there is such a tenacity there and a commitment to stay on the wrong path. Mm. And honestly, it's scary. I've seen so many people like celebrate the mugshot and be like, this makes me want to vote for him even more. Like they're not reading the Mm. indictments. I really believe he might get the Republican nomination. And something that was troubling to me was when Tucker Carson texts were exposed and he was like, I'm tired of talking about Trump. I can't wait until we don't have to talk about him anymore. Then he turns around in this interview with Dave, I forget Dave's last name, Courtney or something like that. And he's like, well, I interviewed Trump because whether people like him or not, we should have the person who's still such a huge force in politics, his voice should be heard. And I just felt like I was that person. And it's like, your side, well, I don't know if Tucker's Republican or what, but I'll just say the Republicans are not even calling Tucker out on his hypocrisy. Mm. It's all, there's always a reason why these people don't have to be accountable and they don't have to be held to their word. And this is scary to me. So if they were willing to cheat as bigly as they were, because I took Sharika's advice, I took her recommends, I listened to, I'm not a Laura Butt, and how she broke down a lot of these indictments. And it was crazy to me that they literally had the plan. Okay, we didn't win these states. Fine. What we'll do is the day that all the people have to go and vote, we'll just send Trump's people because each state has them a representative for the electoral college. And then whoever wins, they go to D.C. in January and they put in the vote. So they said, we'll just send our votes in and we'll tell the vice president, Mike Pence, to accept these votes. 
And it'll cause confusion because he'll be like, oh, Trump didn't, I thought he didn't win Georgia, but I have a vote here for um, Georgia and for Trump and for Biden. So now we're confused. And Mike Pence, when Trump called him and told him to follow the plan, and y'all, they weren't smart about it. They sent emails talking about this plan. Like, this is not up for debate. Mike Pence was like, I'm going to go with what the Constitution says, and I'm not going to break the rules. So I'm like, honestly, at this point, I would be fine if Mike Pence was our nominee because he might have some stuff with him. But at least he's not trying to break down our whole democracy. Like, what the heck? And still, people are like, Trump or no one. How are y'all feeling about this? Did you have joy with the mugshot? Do you have hope? I know we've talked about this briefly before, but a lot more has happened since then. I think for me, I was more, um, (laughs) I don't know, I was more displeased at and I say society, but specifically individuals who stayed in the Atlanta or the Fulton County area who seem to not necessarily applaud the judicial system in a way of like, hey, thank you for doing um, a good deed, but more so, hey, we feel like Trump is one of us. Like who else can yeah. say they got RICO charges or got indicted or um so it was like a celebration of like kind of like in a sense you're a real one. And I was I was shocked, so to speak. Now granted, hey, do what you want, because people do that for their homies every day. So I guess they see Trump as a homie. I don't know. Um, but um I think it's some of them for some individuals, as much as individuals are, I guess, either ill advised or misinformed, it was to our dismay as a society to see the sense of joy in that portion, not necessarily of an accountability piece or the role that one has played, but a celebration of, I feel like you're one of us and you know what it's like um, to have charges put against you, so to speak. Um, So it was that for me. The other part is it was, I think, the um Republican the at least the first debate, and that'll be interesting to see the you know upcoming debates from either parties, but specifically in this one the, the Republican one. But to see it was two things that I noticed when they asked if he is convicted, would people still support him? It was like a hesitancy of like, should I raise my hand? Should I raise? and then when they saw kind of like a monkey see monkey do type of vibe of everybody kind of saying, Yes, I would, it seemed like that's when everybody kind of like Every well, I would say everybody, all but two kind of committed to saying, yes, I would definitely support him. So shout out to those who are like, nope, we can't play those type of games. There's nothing to support whether he wins the nomination um, or not. Um, so that was something that was interesting as well, post that. But I just hope the judicial system just, you know, be the judicial system and justice is served, especially with just the evidence that's like literally just right there. Like it's not, like you said, it's not up for debate. Like it's, it's there. So my concern, like, I, I... I know that the people that vote Republican, I won't say all, but a lot of them are still supporting Trump. I wonder if the Republican Party, like those people will support him. Um, I was talking to my mom about it and she was just saying how a lot of them seem scared because they won't fully like come out and say anything. And I'm like, it's interesting because all the people are going down with him. Like they were all arrested. So why would people even want to stick, stick by him? And at this, as of five days ago, Trump has raised $7.1 million after his mugshot, like after he went to, to jail or was arrested. I'm sorry. And then I heard he was selling mugshot merch. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't think anything at this point is going to really take him down. I'm just hoping that. You know, the party won't support him because 
I feel like oh, they will. Well, I'm wondering because if they saw how all of his people that went down with him, why would you be like, I mean, even for self preservation, I would be like, yeah, I can't be next to him because all the people that were got arrested. Because for them, it's about just winning and mm-hmm. they don't care. Remember the president? In some ways, it's like a puppet. So, mm-hmm. not saying no disrespect yeah. to the amazing presidents we have, but they don't, yeah. we have a good system of checks and balances. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Republicans are just like, as long as this, I mean, I, a pastor I respect. I was babysitting his son during the height of all the drama when Trump was president. And he was like, well, my daddy said we vote Republican no matter what. And I was like, yikes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's really the vibe. That is just it. So they don't care about the charges. They're just like, if he's going to be the way that we win, then that's the way that we win. And Mm. that's what's concerning to me because I'm like, we have bigger issues here. Do y'all not see the dictator vibes? And the cheating, the lying. I mean, everything that you guys say you're not for. Right. But having worked in the church and been very close to church leaders, I already know what's up when it comes to that. Half the people in the church do not believe the things that they're preaching. They just speak them, which is why there is that verse in the Bible that says, depart from me, I never need. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. So yikes. I agree with Evie. I was surprised to see how pe- how many people aren't taking it seriously and how many people are committed to the ex to the not the excellence, the opposite of that, the ignorance of it mm-hmm. all. Like it's very easy to get access to the indictments. Well, maybe I'm speaking from a place of privilege because I have the internet, I have a car, I can get to the library. I have, you know, streaming services. I can see the news if I wanted to. I have access to Twitter and all that. But I don't think these charges are difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. Like you can find if the truth is right there. But EB's right. I saw it too, where people were like, he a real one and free Trump and all this. It's like just the commitment to not having accountability for this person. It's wild. We'll see where it goes. But I hope these cases come swift quickly. And I I mean, I as an American and as somebody I do consider myself patriotic, I hate the fact that we will be in line with plenty of other countries because we won't be the first nor the last who has to persecute one of our former leaders. That's unfortunate. I don't love the fact that a president should do jail time. But I'm also committed to justice and If he is found guilty, I absolutely think he has to do the jail time. Yeah. That's the most American thing to me. So this is just so difficult. It's such a difficult time. Mm. I love that. One exciting thing. Sorry, Shrika. Last little point for me on this is the other exciting thing I found out today is that one of his cases has been approved by the judge to be publicized. So it will be recorded and we can watch it like we watch the yeah. little regrets and I can't I unfortunately will be watching I say unfortunately because I know this stuff stresses me out but I'm like I have to see for myself I'm just gonna have to see for myself yeah I, I would I would I would really love to see him do some jail time I mean they probably I don't know I don't know if he would really do it well I, so I was telling that to my mom and she was like well you know um you know, he has to have secret service for life. And I said, but think about the savings. He'll be right there in the jail. They'll be right there with him. He's not going anywhere. They don't have to travel with him. He'll be right there in the cell. Like, I think that'll be great. 
But I doubt that that will happen, or they'll probably make maybe give them like house arrest or something at the most. I don't I even. Say, see if anything, that. he'll have some form of supervised control. Yeah, I, I I don't think he'll be in the jail cell, which would be lovely. I mean, obviously, probably won't be with Gen Pop, which I don't think he needs to be. But I would love to see him behind the bars just to humble him. I don't think it would though. I think his ego is just to the point of delusion that even if he was in jail, he it would. I don't know if it would. I don't know if he would get it. I'm concerned that there are pe- like I almost don't even want people to know where he's at because I'm concerned that there will be January Sixers vibes around where he's at. Even though mm. I think all the cases, honestly, he's been treated more than fair. He's been given special treatment, and some of these um indictment cases, he's not being treated like a regular citizen, which fair he was supposed. But I heard Sarah Palin even saying like, what does, and there's, whenever people are talking in extremes, it's like a red flag for me calls for concern. Cause she's like, what does the other side want? They want another civil war by part. They want, and I'm like, why are you filling out terms like that? Sarah Palin, mm-hmm. do you want to, and she's like, well, I never, cause someone called her out on it. And she's like, you're putting words in my mouth. I never said I want one. I never said, I think we should have one. I'm saying the left, but like, honestly, for as much as, I hear about people talking about the left being violent. The left was not the team with the Confederate flags talking about let's hang the vice president for not following through mm. our evil plot. At all. So. Or tearing up the Capitol. Especially because it's not like, you know, this is the first time that well, when he was president, it wasn't like the de- Democrats when we didn't win. It wasn't, we weren't doing the same things now. So it's not like, you know, this is common. Like he just turned the whole thing on its head when he was in, in office. It's just wild. <sighs> we will see. I guess only time will tell. And in one case, we will literally see. Shrika, EBD, think you'll watch? Yeah, I'll definitely. If I'm, I'm, and I and I don't know if I'll watch the whole thing. It's just, you know, it's life, right? You don't know the timing. You don't know what's yeah. going on. But my goal would definitely be to be as important as possible. Like, I don't pay taxes for no reason. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably watch the recaps. I, I can't say I, I'm not committing yet to being there to watch it go down, but I will. I might watch the recaps like I was doing with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard. We'll Golly. see. We will see. Interesting, interesting times. Pray for us, those of you who are not American. Oh, those of you who are Americans. Everybody pray. <laughs> Golly. Okay, we need to pray. <laughs> We do need the prayer. People need the Lord in that little song. People yes. need the Lord. <laughs> yep. yep. That is 100% true. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do we have any final thoughts about anything we've talked on? Or should I just hop right over to um to the scripture for today? Say hop on over to the scripture. All right. We're in 1 Kings 21. I already talked about a little bit of the end part, but there's one specific part that re- made me laugh. Jezebel, like growing up and hearing people call someone a Jezebel, I always thought that was so funny. And I've read through the Bible before, but every time I get to the parts about Jezebel and her wildness, I'm like, how did he love her? She was so evil. She was so evil. And it made me think about how they say, like, the men can be the head of the household, but the woman is the neck. Don't love that vibe at all. But here we are, I think is one of the first sins in the Bible. We Having a passive man, Eve, you know, Eve was able to be like, hey, Adam, you knew what was up. You should have just been like, woman, I don't know you. Depart from me. I never knew <laughs> you. But no, you wanted to be on that. And we have King Ahab doing the same thing. God has made you the head. Like you're, you're over his people. 
Like, just listen. Don't let your wife lead you astray. So basically, King Ahab, you know, he has all the things a king has. Um, We're in First Kings 21, the message version, and he sees his neighbor, Naboth. And I'm going to start in verses one and two, but it's really this whole chapter, and I'm going to pull highlights. He goes to his neighbor and he says, give me your vineyard so I can use it as my kitchen garden. It's right next to my house, so convenient. In exchange, I'll give you a far better vineyard, or if you prefer, I pay you money for it. But Naboth told Ahab, not on your life, so help me God, I'd never sell the family farm to you. We'll stop there. So basically, this guy tells the king, like, you have enough. This is my family's farm. Like, I'm not giving it to you. So you can use it as your little dinky kitchen garden. You go to somebody else's land. So then the king goes back home and he's really sad and he's sulking and his wife comes to him, Jezebel, in verse five. Yeah. And she's like, what's going on? Why are you so out of sorts and refusing to eat? First of all, King Ahab, you're being really dramatic right now. Like, <laughs> You could probably get a garden anywhere, but that's neither here nor there. He told her because I spoke to our neighbor and I told him to give me the vineyard and he said no. And then in verse seven, this is when she, you know, she's on her snake garden of Eden style. Mm -hmm. Jezebel said, is that any way for a king of Israel to act? Aren't you the boss on your feet? Eat, cheer up. I'll take care of this. I'll get the vineyard of this Naboth, the Jezreelite, for you. So I'm thinking she's going to go talk to him. I don't know Mm -mm. why I'm still thinking Jezebel is going to be cool about this, but no. Mm -mm. She basically plagiarizes her husband's signature on these letters telling the people, hey, let's call the people and the leaders together, including this neighbor of ours, for fast, right? They think it's going to be a little church service, but then I want you to sit to what they called in the message version, stool pigeons across from him in front of everybody and tell them that he blasphemed God. And then they'll throw him out and they will stone him. And I'm like, wow, we heard in the book of law, like it doesn't take one witness. It has to be two. So she just said, hire two people to lie. So this man Mm -hmm. can get stoned. And y'all, they did it. He fell right into the trap. First of all, if I say no to the king, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't making no moves because I already know what's up. You know what I'm saying? The black is going to be too hot for a year or so. Mm. I'm going to lay low. But this little man, he's like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to fast with the people. They said he blasphemed blasphemy God and the king they took him out and stoned him to death and then when Jezebel heard that her little plan was good she went and told her husband hey you can have the vineyard now because the the guy is dead and the minute the king heard that he was dead he went out to get the garden it shows their emotional immaturity this is the part that I thought was hilarious verses 17 through 19 then God stepped in and spoke to Elijah the Tishbite on your feet go down and confront Ahab of Samaria king of Israel you'll find him in the vineyard of Naboth he's gone there to claim it as his own say this to him God's word what's going on here first murder then theft then tell him God's verdict the very spot where the dog flapped up Naboth's blood, they'll lap up your blood. That's right, your blood. Blood. Ahab answered Elijah, my enemy, so you've run me down. Yes, I found you out. And because you brought into the business of evil defying God, it will most certainly bring doom upon you. Skipping down a little bit, you know, he was sad. He was very sad. Verse 27, mm. he heard what Elijah had to say. He ripped his clothes to shreds, dressed in rough burlap and fasted he even slept in coarse burlap pajamas so he was uncomfortable (laughs) he tiptoed around quiet as a mouse then god spoke to elijah the tishbot do you see how submissive ahab has become to me because of his repentance i'll not bring the doom during his lifetime ahab's son though will get it i just thought what an ending so many twists and turns 
Didn't know Jezebel was going to get people to lie on this man and get him killed. Didn't know uh, Ahab was going to act like that over not getting one piece of land when he has all the options. Didn't know that God was going to be like, you know what? I'm going to spare you, but this will happen to his son. Yeah, that's a lot. EB, what are you expanding expounding on today? My expound today is um, not the one that most people like to hear. And I say most because I don't know what people lie at. Hopefully nobody likes to hear these types of stories. But um just want to remind those of you, unless, again, you live under a rock, police are still out here killing unarmed individuals. Um, the most recent one, a 21-year-old lady by the name of Takaya Young, who was also pregnant at the time. Remember what I said? 21. Um, Takaya Young, who was also pregnant at a time, allegedly, right, allegedly stole something out of a Kroger. The employee said that she stole some alcohol. Witnesses on the scene said she left the store with nothing. Naturally, um, and I say naturally, let me take it back. For some individuals in this world, when they have interactions with the police, it's fight or flight. Uh-huh. And in this case, um, Takaya, she's sitting in her car, not really wanting to go back and forth. Uh, if you're one of those people who don't mind seeing certain things, you can watch the interaction on the body cam video from the um, police officer. But of course, she's just not trying to get out. Police telling her to get out. She's trying to just drive away from the scene. She begins, of course, to drive away. Police fire into the vehicle. Um, ultimately, her losing her life where she was pronounced dead um, just a few moments later at the hospital or I don't know if it was minutes or an hour or whatever it was, but I know she was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, for me, it just comes down to, in my head at least, like whether she did or did not do the crime. And there's nothing that says that she had alcohol in the vehicle. There's no camera footage saying, oh, well, she was a thief or like, even some of the police verbiage, um, police, I don't know if it was a police chief or a lieutenant, he trashed for having a recorded statement, couldn't even face the people live as far as the family and the attorneys um, to have the conversation where he was like, nope, we're just going to do a recorded statement and post it from here from our station where he was just like, she was alleged to have um, taken vehicles that a thing and somebody like one of the comments was like, um, but your police on the scene said that they found no alcohol on the vehicle. Now, granted, it was a recorded statement, so it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out in the coming weeks. But it's like, when does it get to a point where just anybody in some form of power or authority can just be like, whatever the situation is, it's not worth it in this moment. The other part is because, you know, there's some people in this world who don't mind doing their homework and their research um, where an officer of the Blendon Township Police Department, where their use of use of force policy is when feasible and or reasonable step to get out of the way, especially approaching especially a vehicle that's approaching them instead of firing their vehicle. So worst case scenario, worst case, this officer didn't, I guess you could say, obliged by their own um, Mm -hmm. use of force police policy or use of force policy from their um, police station. And then in my mind, you know, again, you can watch it, but it's like a person is trying to drive away. You as an individual can just move out the way. Like you can't say that you're in an imminent threat of the vehicle. And it's funny how the, even the, Police law enforcement is already trying to chew it, trying to, I guess, twist it and say, well, she was in the use of a weapon because the vehicle can be used as a weapon and it could have been vehicle or homicide and the police had to do what he had to do to protect himself. No, he just had to move out the way. Mm-hmm. In worst case scenario, just go inside of the Kroger. I don't know all stories, but I'm sure I would be hard pressed if Kroger doesn't have a camera system inside of their store where you can just go inside and see if that person left with any alcohol or if they stole any items or, you know, like 
a lot of people can easily do. It's just like, oh, let's just take the tag number. Let's run this place. Exactly. We'll be able to find that. Like, we'll just meet you at your house. Like, there's other ways. That's to, what I was thinking. A warrant for her arrest. Like, and so that's the part that just sucks because now you got a family who's mourning the loss, not only of, um, of course, their daughter, but also for these, if you know, parents or relatives, you know, younger cousin, aunts, uncles, granddaughter, like just that unborn baby that we as a country, and I'm saying we because the laws that have been written say that we care so much about time and time yeah. again. Um, I don't know. It just sucks. And yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Like, so sad. It's crazy. <laughs> so what y'all recommend it for the people? I want to recommend some trash reality television <laughs> because sometimes that's just my vibe and <laughs> it's not the greatest. <laughs> But that's where I am. I just finished another season of this show where a couple comes together and one person in the couple decides like I'm ready to get married and the other person is not quite ready for whatever reason. Usually the couples have been dating for at least a year. I've seen people on the show who've been dating up to four years and Basically, the premise is we're going to get married or move on. So they bring like five couples together who have this going on in their relationship. And they have one week to get to know everybody there. And after that week, each person in the couple decides to live the next three weeks with somebody else that they met there. Then after they're done with those three weeks, they go back to their partner. And at the end of the seven weeks, they decide to get married to their original partner to leave alone, or to start a new relationship with the person they just met on this show. Uh, this show is called The Ultimatum. It is wild. I saw The Ultimatum Season 1, and then I just finished The Ultimatum Queer Love. So it's not quite Season 2, but it's all found on Netflix. Personally, I feel like everybody on these shows need therapy. And if you have to give someone the ultimatum, the choice is there. You should probably just break up. Like if I had to take you on a show and you have to live with someone else and sleep in the same bed with someone else for three weeks to decide if I'm the one for you, it's very clear you're not the one for me. I could only be called on that show if I was like an actress and I was just there to catch a check. I could never take a serious partner on that show. But y'all, it is top tier trash entertainment, reality TV entertainment, which I know it's not everybody's thing. So if you want something in the background as you're wiping down your baseboards and dusting your ceiling fans, check out Netflix's The Ultimatum. Evie, Sharika, what are y'all recommending? I'm going to recommend a podcast. Um, this podcast is called Brotherly Love Podcast. Um, if you guys are maybe children or teens of the 90s, um, and maybe, I don't know if this show came out in the 80s, but um, if you know of the Lawrence brothers, um, Joey Lawrence was on Blossom. He was on a show called Joey, Lo Joey and Melissa. They have a brother named, he has a brother named Matthew. He was on Boy Meets World and a bunch of other things. And they have a younger brother named Andy. So it's three brothers and they have a podcast talking about all the things and I thoroughly enjoy it. So if you know the Lawrence brothers and they have very good stories, uh, I recommend the Brotherly Love podcast. You can listen to it wherever podcasts are found. Or if you're like me and you like to watch your podcast, they actually have the video of them recording the podcast on YouTube. So you can watch it there as well. That's what's up. 
For me, I am watching, and I don't even know how many of y'all be out here going to the movie theaters or whatnot, but a movie that just dropped in the theaters, Equalizer 3 by The Goat, Denzel Washington. If you don't know what that movie is, you might want to check out Equalizer um, 1 and 2. But it's basically just a government um, assassin who loves finding ways to help out the oppressed um, I don't know where this one particularly is set at, but he usually just all over the world in different places and just, you know, it is a movie, but kind of like a, what I would consider, because some of y'all probably don't never watch it, but um, Equalizer in my mind is like the black or the comparable movie to this would be like a John Wick type film. Let me uh, say that. Cause I was about to say yeah. the black John Wick, but I guess the other way I could say it is that John Wick would be a black Equal a white equalizer um, to just you know there we go. those comparisons, but you know, and it's by Denzel Washington. Who, you know, for our listeners, I would love for you to tell me wh- what movie you think is not really good of his, but it's just always dope <laughs> to watch him do his thing. But there you go. That's all I got for y'all this week, or that's all we got for y'all this week. And if there's stuff that sometimes you know, because all of us don't run in the same circles and we don't watch the same stuff, so if there's news cycles or hot topics or current events that you might be like, oh man, I'd like to kick back with a talk about this. We would love to hear from you guys, um, whether it's on Facebook or on Instagram, or for those of you who are privileged enough to privileged enough to have our numbers, you can text one of us. We don't mind bringing up new topics or having conversations about what the people want to hear. We love diving into new things. We love doing research. Um, and then my last recommend for y'all is um, just get your heads checked. You don't want to be out here like Mitch McConnell. As always, <gasps> oh. make sure you kick back. Until next time.